Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this is a space for your human design and spiritual journey. It's not about being a master of your emotions, rather mastering the tools to self-regulate, to awakening yourself and remembering who you are. Human design changed my life about five years ago, and I've been learning and teaching the system ever since. This podcast is human design meets spirituality meets astrology. You don't have to have a belief system to be here, just an open mind and curiosity. This is a journey of meeting yourself and awakening to your infinite potential. Now, let the magic begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. Greg and I, Greg has been on the podcast before, so I will share his past episode in the show notes, but Greg and I have created this container called Reset and Embrace. We were really inspired by eclipse season, by this idea of shedding former versions of ourselves and really stepping into this new version of self, these calling in these manifestations, facing our shadows, witnessing our shadows, and beginning that deconditioning process. Greg is a manifestation coach, and so we have combined human design, astrology, and meditation, um, breath work, meditation, journaling. We have all of these tools within this three-month container that we've created, and we are really moving through our shadows. We are moving through parts of ourselves, witnessing parts of ourselves, and beginning that deconditioning process. We are giving you tools for subconscious reprogramming through affirmations, auto-suggestion, through meditation, breath work, all of the beautiful things, because as we're like navigating this time, it is such a potent, powerful time astrologically to really be able to call in and manifest and step into this version of yourself. And so we began this as a three-month container, and we are opening it up for anyone to join, but there are two options, obviously a pay in full where you're going to, you have access to all of the replays. You have access to all of the live calls. Uh, the, we have a WhatsApp chat where everybody can connect, chat with each other, and we're opening up a membership. So it is a monthly payment and you will get access to the live calls. You will get access to the group support chat. And of course, with those live calls, so it's going to be once a month with those live calls is a Q&A, a meditation, of course, astrological insight, all that stuff, which you will also get in the chat and one-on-one access to Greg and I. We will answer questions, all the beautiful things. So all of that information is going to be down in the show notes. Excuse the audio quality for this. Greg had a microphone on and for some reason, just this specific session, I was like, you know what? I don't need my mic. So my sound quality is not the best, but we wanted to share this because this specific session, you know, we're talking about relationships and everything astrologically that's going on. We're moving into Capricorn season, actually the day this episode comes out on the 23rd. And we share journaling prompts in here that are really supportive of stepping into that next version of yourself, of shedding the old versions of yourself. And of course, with the meditation, is just supportive of really reinforcing all those things. So the last about 30-ish minutes, maybe 20 minutes or so, is a meditation. So if you are driving, if you are unable to close your eyes and drop in, pause it, come back to it, of course, be safe and don't do the meditation. You can always, again, you have lifetime access to this podcast episode, so you can always come back. Same with the journaling. As you're moving through it, pause, journal out anything that comes up. We would love to know what comes up. So please, please connect with us on Instagram, uh, Rochelle.Christian and Greg is G Peoples. Of course, everything will be linked in the show notes. This container has been so beautiful and so powerful. And 
it's something that we want to keep the momentum of. We want to continue to do this. So again, you have the option for paying in full for for the workshop. And you'll have all the replays, all the workbooks, all the information, everything like that. You'll have access to the group chat. You'll have access to the future live calls that will be happening. And then we are opening up for a membership. So a monthly membership that you can join and have the same basically information or same access. So we're really, really excited for that. So again, everything is in the show notes and that will be the, um, the membership will be open for January. So join us. It literally was so beautiful. And again, we wanted to give you a glimpse of it through this specific session. So you have an idea of what it feels like to work within this container and be supported by Greg and I. So this has been this past week, I have actually last week, I was moving through some pretty deep shadows. And a friend shared with me some teachings from the Kabbalah. And it has hit so deeply and so beautifully and has helped shift my perspective and my mindset on so many things. But we talk about shadows a lot and, you know, you hear different things like don't focus on the shadows and do shadow work and, you know, whatever. And I think with anything, always trust yourself and your knowing and your intuition and what feels right for you. But the Kabbalah teachings talk about our shadows are coming up because Our soul chose this life specifically in this body, in this vessel, to move through very specific things, right? We chose every situation, every person, everything that comes into your life was specifically chosen by your soul to learn a lesson, to evolve, right? And a lot of times we create suffering, right? The Buddha said pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. And so we can't avoid pain. But yet we create suffering from that pain because our mind latches on, we repeat old patterns and stories, and we're not learning the lesson, we're asleep, right? We're just not, we're numbing out through alcohol or whatever it is. We all, we're all human, and there's so much that I could say about that, but but, but basically our shadows are coming up because, and you know, like if you're listening to this, you know, what is that one reoccurring theme that consistently comes up in your life? over and over and over. What is that meant that what is that voice in your mind constantly telling you, right? What, what is that one thing that always happens that triggers you so badly and you just can't seem to push through it? We all have something. For me, it's relationships. It is that point of people pleasing or there's a whole bunch to it. There's I get really triggered when I have feelings for somebody, I sort of panic and I get like in that fear and lack and rejection. And it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy because it's everything's going great. And then I get a little bit um, anxious and that it's just self-sabotage essentially because I don't feel safe when I have feelings. And that's really something I'm working through. But I know that the lesson there to be seen is to have self-worth, is to set boundaries, is to ask for what I want, even if it has been projected back to me that that's too much or you know what I get a lot and I understand. So I'm emotional authority in human design. I've talked about it before, obviously on here. If you've listened quite a few times, if you haven't listened and you're just brand new, first of all, thank you for being here, but grab your human design chart from the link below. You'll also need it for this specific session because we really dive into the core wounds and shadows of each center. So you'll want to have your design in front of you so that you can see what you do have activated, what you have defined and what you have undefined. But I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Always. But no, one of my my shadows, again, 
is like accepting who I am and, and accepting those parts of myself. I'm very emotional. I'm Leo Moon. I am feeling cognition. I'm just a highly sensitive person. And I have learned to love the way that I love, right? I love how I love people, be it a friendship, be it romantic, be it just a person I meet in passing and we have such a great deep connection, right? Like I love the way that I show up in that in that sense. And a lot of times I will bend myself, I will sacrifice myself, I will abandon myself to fit into a box that makes sense for the other person. And I never end up happy. I always end up disappointed. I could just feel it in my system. And a lot of times what you, like when you're dating and everybody has their thing, right? And this is where I have so much compassion for people. And I think that's one of my biggest gifts and one of my biggest curses because I can put my feet in other people's shoes and I can understand. But I always find myself attracted to dismissive or avoidant men. And the thing is always, I just want to take it slow. I'm not ready to commit, blah, blah, blah. But again, like when I have feelings, I show up in a big way. And it's not to say that I'm looking for commitment tomorrow. Like I'm emotional authority. And so I need to ride my wave. I need to take my time. I need to like put that. I need to go through it to really understand. But when I have feelings, I want to get to know you. I want to spend more time with you. That's important for me. And so often when that happens, when I get that, or I have done more so in the past, when I get that, I want to take it slow or... I'm just not ready yet. I just need to get to know you more, whatever. And I'm I'm not talking, we went on one date and all of a sudden now, you know, that conversation comes up. But I'm talking like after, you know, I don't know, a month, two months or whatever. I think that's a fair conversation to have. But in the past, I would just be like, well, okay, we'll just take it slow. Meanwhile, my whole system is activated because I'm not being authentic and honest. I'm not asking for a commitment tomorrow, but I am asking to see you more. I am asking just for, I feel like it's the bare, not even the bare minimum. It's my standard, right? If you want to date me, I need certain things. I think it's fair to ask for those. So anyway, that's a total tangent side note, <laughs> but essentially it is coming back to your authenticity, right? It is being able to speak your truth, speak your voice. And so that's a lot of what this container is for. It is for us to decondition together because a lot of times like Greg and I, both before this specific call, we jumped on and we're just having a conversation about relationships and the way that, like I was just talking about the way that we, we, when we like people, it's like really big and it's that whole cycle of, you know, all the shadows coming up. So this container is supportive of deconditioning, of witnessing your shadows, of moving through it. And again, the Kabbalah that I've been learning about more has been so beautiful because he talks about, they talk about, you know, the bigger your shadow, the bigger your light. And it's those reoccurring themes that continue to come up is your soul's lesson. And it's almost like the triggers get bigger and bigger and bigger almost until you get to the point where you're like so tired of your bullshit. <laughs> you're like, I have to change. And we create suffering out of that instead of just pausing and being with it and understanding that it's a lesson and that's okay, right? We're human too. We're not always going to get it right. I think failure is actually one of the best things because you learn from it. And so anyway, that just a little side note, but just things that I've been going through, things that I've been witnessing, things that I've been learning feel very big, I guess, over the last couple weeks. And that lesson for me a lot of times is coming back to my self-worth, is asking for the things that I need, is being authentic that if I need something from somebody that I'm dating, if I ask for it and it's not met, that's okay, right? 
there's other people. There are people I there I know there are people that are willing to do that when you are dating somebody. But yes, everything you need to know is down in the show notes. So you can follow Greg and I again on Instagram. Link is below. Um, for me, it's Rochelle.Christian. Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E dot C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. TikTok is the same. YouTube is at Emotional Mastery Podcast. Website is RochelleChristian.com. And between now and January 1st, if you book a human design session, a one-hour human design session, you're going to get a 30-minute follow-up session free. So if you are gifting a human design session to somebody, you'll get that 30 minutes. You can either use it as a mini session for yourself or a follow-up for that person. So that deal goes through January 1st. So anybody that books between now and then is going to get that. And then there's a three-month holistic human design coaching container where we peel back the layer of your, peel back your design layer by layer, week by week through a three-month program. And it's going to talk about your physical body because health is so important to all of it because human design talks about moving from your mind into your body. And of course, having a functioning physical vessel that you feel good in allows you to tap more into your intuition. So we're going to talk about intuition, what it feels like, get you speaking to yours, get you hearing yours rather. And attachment theory a little bit is going to be sprinkled in there and really beginning that deconditioning, reprogramming your subconscious, all the things within that three-month program. So those are the two ways that you can work with me personally currently. And again, Greg's information is below so you can check him out and all the offerings that he currently has. So if you love this episode, please share it with a friend. It is really, really helpful to the podcast. And of course, you can rate, review, um, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening, Spotify is five stars. You just have to click it. And it's so helpful. So I thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Well, welcome back to another week of reset and embrace. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about like intention setting a little bit more leading into that manifestation. Of course, we're going to talk about shadows and core wounds, as we were just talking about like offline before this, just like shadows that are coming up, especially around like relationships, emotions, And I think it's important to remember too, like when you're doing this work, it's not like a one and done, you know, this is like a long, slow journey. And sometimes that can get really frustrating. Um, But, you know, like Greg had said, just really coming back to like these practices, because like I said, like this past week, like I haven't been doing anything that I know works and I consciously know that I'm doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been journaling, which has been extremely helpful and supportive of just like being able to like see it from that outside perspective, which doesn't always make it easy. But I think like creating um, you know, affirmations and auto suggestions, sort of like we were talking about last week is really helpful in moving through things like this, right? Because, um, in human design, my conscious son is in gate 23, which is the gate of simplicity, right? And the shadow side of that is complexity. So when I'm making things all complicated, I'm taking myself out of my higher self, you know? Um, and so, just like understanding these little aspects about ourselves, like through human design and astrology and like weaving it all together and really like understanding Um, and just taking it. Like I would suggest for anybody moving through this too, taking it piece by piece, like taking one aspect. So let's just start with your son, right? Cause we know in human design, um, you know, sun and earth conscious and unconscious creates our profile and our incarnation cross. And then in human design and astrology, we have sun, moon and rising, right? These are like really core pieces of astrology and human design. So like what I like to do is just like take one piece, right? Whether it's your son and then journal everything you know about your son. 
So if your son's in Gemini, everything you know about Gemini, what gate that's in, right? And that yeah. if they just add extra flavors to it, what house it's in, what what's it, what it's aspecting, and just sort of like getting really like clear on those pieces. So if you do it like week by week, you're really going to get intimate with your chart, which is why I love like literally taking like, these are from the aura market and I can link it up somewhere. I don't know if she sells them anymore, but I just like love this because it's like, you take like one piece and like color in your own design and you're getting really intimate with yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so beautiful and so helpful. And this week, and I think part of sometimes I, you know, when it comes to astrology, I think there's energetically, it's so powerful. And also sometimes when I excuse my emotions away by astrology, I'm just like, just stop. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I mean? it's like, it does. I'm not trying to validate my experience, but yeah. this week we have Venus opposite Uranus and yeah. I have this aspect in my natal chart. It's not in the same signs, but I have Venus in Chiron. I have Venus in Gemini opposite Uranus and Sagittarius for me. And we're having that collectively over this next week, but it's Scorpio and Taurus access. Venus is in Scorpio and that's super intense and it's super passionate. It's really deep and it can be dark and it can be manipulative and secretive. Right. And then Uranus Uranus is the extremes, it's truth, it's shock, it's unpredictability. So when you have the planet of love opposite the planet of unpredictability and shock, Mm -hmm. like it's really, it's a really harsh aspect. And I think like sometimes even for me, like remembering when it comes to relationships that I have this aspect, it's really ungrounding because I'm never fully, fully feel like secure because I have Uranus over here, always bringing things from the outside. They're going to shake it up. And I think that's just part of the process. Right. And I think that's where astrology and human design is beautiful because it really helps to our mind probably more than anything else. It helps our mind to understand logically what's happening energetically in our bodies and in our systems. Um, Again, it's not to invalidate anything that anybody's going through, Mm -hmm. but when you have a natal aspect like that and it's happening in the transits, right? Mm-hmm. It's amplifying those energies. And, yeah. and if you don't have them natally, then you're just experiencing them and they get to pass and you can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say another thing about that is because like, because we're, we're so aware of these tools, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone going through this, like you're going to have so many tools now. And the thing is like, sometimes whenever we're feeling a lot and like these shadows and triggers are coming up, Sometimes we don't even want to resort to the tools because we know what it's going to bring to a, to the forefront. You know, like yeah. we know that it's going to make us be like, okay, I know, I know, I, I know, I should have seen that. You know, and I know, I know the way I am. I know the way it works. I know that would trigger me, and I don't even know why I stayed in this so long. You know what I mean? In terms of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like we don't want to do the work, you know. And so yeah. even though we have these tools and they're they're never going to leave you that once because once you see it, you can't unsee it anymore. You know, you can't unlearn these things. Now they're just a part of you, you know? So one of the things is to, even when you, you aren't doing the work, you know, allow, allow whatever is meant to rise to just arise, you know, like be comfortable sitting in that uncomfortability, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And that allows you to gain a new type of strength in your inner being too, because now you're able to sit uncomfortable within yourself and feel these emotions, right? And then whenever you notice whenever you do do that, sometimes they do pass and then you can go back to the tools and then journal and then talk about these things and then work through it even more so just because you allowed it to pass instead of like trying to fight what's arising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I think like doing the work forces us to take responsibility for our own shit, 
and we yeah. don't want to do that sometimes. And so like, yeah, sometimes exactly. I too, I'm like, I just wish I could go back 10 years when I was just ignorant and I didn't know any of this stuff and I could just, like, be the victim and be fine with yeah. it. You know? yeah, exactly. I wish just I like you can't do that now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But also to your point about just being in your body, I try and do that too. It's just like, let the mind go and just like sit with the discomfort in my system. And it does pass. Like, I think they say like 90 seconds is what an actual, the cycle of an actual mm-hmm. physical body reaction emotion. And like, once you can let that pass, yes, it's going to keep coming up probably like throughout the day. But a lot of times we feel it in just like in the call, I was like, I hate feeling like this, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm in saying that in like playing that, like I'm resisting the actual thing. Right. Yeah. So it's like clearing yeah. your mind and just be like, okay, I'm just going to sit with this as much as like my mind's going to tell me all these like looping stories, but I'm just gonna sit with my body. Like where in your body, do you feel it? Like just the, the practices that we've had over the last, you know, five, six weeks, yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, where in your body you're feeling it? What do you, what is it telling you? Like literally that's was the whole point of this entire program. Right. 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 Yep. To, be, to have the tools to move through it. Right. And so it's just like, yeah. it's just funny that it's like coming up, I think in real time for like both of us. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> I'm teaching so many people right now. Set myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's, and that's what I always think too. I'm like, what would I be telling clients? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And like, why am I not embodying that right now? Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, and I think sometimes like even conversations like ours, it's, it's, it is, we so often feel alone in what we're experiencing, yeah. you know, in like, even just us talking about like, when you have feelings for somebody, you want to go all in like, that's, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not alone in that. Right. So many people feel that way. And that's why so many of us play games and we manipulate and things like that, because we don't want people to know that we feel that much because it makes us yeah. feel some sort of shame or we're told like, that's not the way it's supposed to be or whatever, but right. just like knowing that having tools to like move through that and knowing that you're not alone in that is like what it's all for. Yeah. You exactly. know? So my Venus is uh my Venus is in Gemini too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is um, square your Mars. Mm-hmm. And so that would just bring like, I mean, Mars is all fire and passion. It's the warrior. So it's like, you want to fight for, for your relationships. Right. And for like the beauty and art and passion and all those things. But like Gemini is of course the duality. It's the twins. It's like hot and cold. I'm fighting for it. I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) And you've got Venus in your fifth house, which is kind of nice because the fifth house it's ruled by Leo naturally, but it's, it's creativity, it's play, it's Mm -hmm. dating, it's relationships. It's like all those like fun, playful, creative things. And so like you have that fire for that creativity. So it's kind of a nice placement for it. I have Saturn in my fifth house, which is why I also think that I hate dating because I'm just like Saturn is just like strangling yeah. it. Like, <laughs> and Uranus is there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but um, okay. So today we're gonna sort of this is like a twofold thing. We're gonna I have this something I created a while ago. Um, as I was studying integrated or as I was studying attachment theory, um, I think attachment theory is really beautiful because it really helps you understand, like, um, Greg and I have identified that we're both fearful avoidance. So like that, that pattern in relationships is how we respond, how we show up in relationships. Like, um, when I'm with somebody who's dismissive, I become very anxious. And when I'm with someone who's anxious, I become very dismissive. So like understanding that dynamic that you have. So there's, um, secure, anxious, uh, dismissive and then that fearful avoidant or um uh there's another term for it something um i can't think of it right now but there's another term for the fearful avoidant so you might find something else but anyway the whole thing is how you show up in relationships and so i sort of created this little um core wounds 
thing for human design. So we can, because the idea is to go back to, everybody wants to be like secure, right? Where you're not overly reactive. Um, your, your woundings more come up from like situational things. It's not so much like deep rooted, like childhood things. It's more, it's like you grew up and you had supportive parents, you had a stable household. Um, you were seen, you were valued, not that not to say anybody else wasn't valued, but, um, you know, obviously if you have an insecure attachment style, likely your childhood was not supportive in some way of your growth, um, in relationships. And so when we look at all of our, um, our, centers our chakras we can sort of relate these back to pieces of these core wounds um and remembering again that the, that shadow hierarchy which again was linked in the very first one but that's going to be your gates um your ego your solar plexus your g center your spleen your ajna your head your root your sacral and your throat that's sort of the order that they go in but i'm going to go down i'm just going to show your your chart greg so that we just have a visual mm-hmm. So we'll start up here with the crown. So the crown, the, the, the not self theme of the crown center is going to be, are these questions mine? Cause mm-hmm. remember the, the crown is like, if you look even at this like diagram, it's the only center that's like half in and half out of the body. Right. Yeah. So it's like your, it's your connection with source with anything outside. But if you have it undefined, um, it's like, you're asking questions that like, you're thinking things that like don't matter, right. You're thinking about right. things that really don't matter. So are these questions <laughs> fine? So the, the core wounds that might be associated with this can be, I am stupid. I can't, or I'm uninspired, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not creating that from yeah. inside. And so you're taking it and amplifying it. And that can be the shadow aspect of those. Um, and so again, when we're creating a affirmation, when we're creating an auto suggestion, what you want to do is like, if any of these, as I'm going through it. So again, remembering that hierarchy right? Of the centers. So ego, solar plexus, G center. So whichever is the first one that you have undefined is going to be your biggest shadow. Um, and of course our gates are, if you have bridge gates, that's the very first one. We talked about that before, but for, for you, Greg, any of these are going to be a bridge gate for you. Um, so these are going to be your biggest shadows, but we're sort of leaving that aside right now. You, like that will be the number one shadow, but we're moving through the centers. So your biggest shadow here is going to be your spleen. Um, but just go through your design and see which one. So when you're thinking about affirmation, so let's just say for argument's sake that the crown was your biggest shadow when it comes to your centers. If like any of those core wounds like trigger something in you, then you're going to want to write the opposite. Like I am intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can do anything I put my mind to. I am so inspired by outside sources. So creating something of the positive of what is triggering you in the negative and then using that theta brainwave state. So like first thing in the morning, last thing before bed. And then after meditation or like during a meditation, just like repeating that. And that's where I think it's so helpful to record yourself and putting it on all night on loop. Just like, I am so inspired by things, you know what I mean? Like, so that it's penetrating into your subconscious, which is the whole point of reprogramming. Um, And then your Ajna right here, this one, the Mm -hmm. shadow of the Ajna is, am I trying to convince others? Am I, this is like very feeling very um, triggered by not knowing, not being certain about something. And so the core wound statements that could go along with that is I'm defective. I don't know. And I am uncertain. So again, if that is your biggest core wound, or if that's like your biggest shadow, um, gate or center, sorry, whatever is like triggering you just flip it to the opposite. Um, and then you have the throat here. So am I trying to be heard? So the throat tends to talk just to be heard. Um, and it will just like talk and talk and talk. And in talking so much, it's literally manifesting being unheard because people will start to tune you out. Right. So it's like yeah. really leaning into your strategy and authority to know when is the right time to talk. 
And so then the core wounds associated with this can be, I am unheard and unseen and I'm rejected. And then we go down to the G center here. Um, and the question here is, am I looking for love? Because if you have an undefined G center, you're such a chameleon and you're always mirroring the people back. And so it's like, you're taking on their identity. And so it's like, who are you within all of that? And the G center, the undefined G center is actually here to receive love. And the defined G center is here to give love. And so am I looking for love? Um, and just understanding if this is like, if you're in the right place and with the right people. And so the core wounds of that could be, I don't belong. I am unworthy. I am rejected or abandoned and I am unloved. And then we'll go to the heart right here. Um, the shadow of the undefined heart is, am I trying to prove something? So again, the heart center is all about material, self-worth, um, willpower. And so the core wounds of this again, are, I am unworthy. I don't matter, or I can't. And then the solar plexus here, the, the shadow of the undefined or open solar plexus is avoiding confrontation, lying and people pleasing because the undefined solar plexus does not feel comfortable with amplified emotions and they don't know what's theirs and what's not. And so they're mm -hmm. often will lie. They don't want to have that hard conversation with people because they take it on and they're amplifying it so much. And so the core wound here will be, um, I, I will be alone. I am disconnected and I am unloved. And the sacral here, um, life force energy, workforce energy, sexuality, fertility, all the things. Um, if you have an undefined or open so sacral, you are going to be a projector, reflector, or manifester. But the question that you might ask yourself, the shadow is, am I trying to do everything? So you're taking in and amplifying the sacral and you're just trying to get everything done, right? Um, and so the shadow around this can be, I can't, or I'm weak, might be some of the core wounds around that. And then your root here, am I hurrying to get things done? So with an undefined root, you're taking everything on. It's uncomfortable. So you do everything, but in doing everything, people see the speed that you do things and they keep handing you more like tasks. And so understanding here that it's not yours to do and you don't have to feel that pressure because it's a pressure center um, can be really helpful. And so it is also when we think of just like the traditional chakras, this is like safety and security, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all that stuff. Um, and so I think one of the shadow or one of the core wounds here could just be like, I am unsafe because essentially that's what it comes down to. Right. We're trying to get everything done to like feel safe in like who we are and what we're doing. Um, and then the spleen here, the shadow of the spleen is, am I holding on to things? The spleen tends to hold on to things that do not serve it because it wants to feel safe and secure. And so again, that's, it's sort of the same as the root, um, that core wound is like, I am unsafe. And so reminding yourself, like, I am safe. I'm safe to be, I'm safe to be in my system, my body, because the spleen is also all about um, health as well. So taking any of those and just sort of flipping them and creating some sort of auto suggestion and really being intentional about like saying it in the morning before you start your day. I'm trying to get better about like morning routines because I'm, I journal every single morning, but I really want to get into like some sort of, even if it's like a three minute meditation practice or something like visualization to like set me up for my day. Cause I know it's like incredibly powerful, but I tend to just be like, go, go, go in the morning. And uh, I'm trying to get better about it, but that would be a great time to sort of like have those auto suggestions. <laughs> yeah. What was the, um, the core wound for the heart center? The heart is, am I trying to prove something? Mm -hmm. Cause that heart, yeah. The ego is all about willpower you have it defined yeah but it's not to say like i it's not to if you have a defined center it mm. does not mean that you don't have shadows there right, right. i think right. for me the best example and again like 
you are also feeling cognition and cognition is sort of like your superpower. But for me, I have a defined solar plexus, right? But because I grew up in a home where everyone was undefined and on top of it, my cognition is feeling, which is all about emotions. Like I have, I held so many shadows in my solar plexus, like literally the lying people pleasing and avoiding is like me, but I have a defined solar plexus. So it's like, it's again, not to say that you won't have shadows around these centers, but how is it you're creating that energy as opposed to amplifying it. Um, so it's more of like a projection thing, right? Like what were you modeled in childhood or what were you told in childhood about your emotions? Right. So like every time I was emotional, I was like, Oh, here goes Rochelle again, just another mood, you know? And so that's not supportive of who I was and it made me feel like my emotions were wrong. Yeah. I totally get that. And, and plus like my, there's some of my gates that are like in my defined centers too, right? Mm -hmm. Those major shadows. Oh, your um, like your your shadow gates, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So those yeah, like gate three, have, you have a yeah. defined sacral, but gate three is one of your biggest shadows. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's also what I've I noticed too. Yeah. Well, for me, it's fifty nine six, and I have a defined solar plexus and a defined sacral, but that channel mm-hmm. is my biggest shadow. Period. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, you know, right? Like the same what you're saying, it takes parts of both of those defined centers that I have in it and it yeah. creates a shadow. Yeah, interesting. I gotta look into more of the um the actual gates, like the numbers. Yeah. And then what they mean exactly. Yeah. I, I think I'm like I'm piecing it all, all together. I'm like, I'm getting it down, but like the numbers part, the gates, I gotta know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing them down right now, so I'll send them to you. But um yeah, and just like understanding like um gene keys is really mm-hmm. great. You find them on YouTube, just like listening to Rich. I don't know. I just think Richard Red has just, he's like so poetic in the way that he explains things that like yeah. raw is just who raw is the, like the man who downloaded human design, but he's right. like, it takes him like 10 sentences to say something he could have said in three words. He's hit or miss. Whereas like Richard <laughs> yeah. Rudd is just like, it's like, he's like singing when he like describes these, you know, and it just like, yeah. it like the way he speaks is like to your soul as opposed to your logical mind. So. Uh, okay. I get that. It's just a beautiful thing. So yeah. So like any of those gates, if you just like look them up on YouTube or whatever, and then you'll be able to find information on them to like understand the show. Yeah. And stuff, so. Okay. um so that's like that first core piece and then i like because we were talking about we just realized that we're not gonna have another session until after christmas or after the new year because next sunday is christmas eve and then we have new year's eve and so we want to take a little bit of time today to sort of really just journal around intentions um manifestations because i know like traditionally new year's right like we all set goals it's not actually in astrology new year's new year's is technically Aries season Mm-hmm. And in human design, it's like mid January. Um, it's when the sun enters, uh, I can't remember, I think it's gate 44 or 41. Um, but it doesn't happen until like end of January. So that technically is like the new year's for human design. So, um, but either way, this is just like, I think with Capricorn season, Capricorn is very organized. It's work oriented, it's goal setting, it's structured, it's all those things. I think this is why it's probably such a great time to lean into that because collectively we're sort of motivated by that Capricorn energy. Um, So Capricorn or the sun will move into Capricorn on the 21st, which I think is Wednesday, Mm -hmm. say 17th. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday it'll, it'll move into um, Capricorn. So we're in that energy right now. So yeah. just lean into it and set some intentions. I will uh, be in Dallas Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to start making plans, but we'll do that after. Yeah, I, I, I know. 
Um, that was that was gonna be the next thing I said. So yeah, we got it like <laughs> sorry guys. Uh <laughs> brief uh brief uh commercial break All right. while we make awesome. some plans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, back to regularly scheduled uh yeah. whatever program. <laughs> okay, so I do have some general prompts that we can do around again around this um intention setting. So I would do like big picture. So what are your intentions or goals for like the mm-hmm. next three months? Mm-hmm. And even bigger than that, obviously for 2024, mm-hmm. um, but short term, we'll okay. like break it down yeah. into like short chunks, right? So like, what are your goals? What are your goals for the next year? And then mm-hmm. what are your goals for the next three months? Cause I think in the next three months, you can take like actionable steps towards that. And yeah. something that I've learned. So my, um, your unconscious Mars in human design is going to be your biggest core wound, but it's also your vocation. So it's like when you can move through that wound, you can then mm-hmm. use it for like, your the your best good i guess um but mine specifically is in gate nine and gate nine is the gate of focus and what happens with gate nine is it sees the big picture and it gets overwhelmed and it throws its hands up and it doesn't do anything right so i think the lesson <laughs> there is to take it small one step at a time yeah look at your yeah. feet don't look at the mountain so i always sort of love these these things when it comes to like intention setting it's like we have that big picture like dream big dream ridiculously big to to where it makes yeah. no sense you have no idea where you're going to get there but then like logically what are the things that you can do like now Exactly. What are the small steps you can yeah. take now? Um, whether it's just starting a website, maybe you've been like, yeah. you want to create the business, but you have not started the website. So just yeah. start a website, get a domain, yeah. right? These little steps that we can always take that are yeah. energetically moving us towards that, like stupid yeah. big picture. Yeah, exactly. So and write down like, the big vision and then small steps you can take. Yeah. And I feel like, um, especially going into like this, this age of Aquarius where mm-hmm. there's going to be so much change happening just as a, on a collective scale. Um, there's going to be so many new like insights and downloads, especially like all the new technology coming to the surface as well. So like, I would say get grounded before you um, write out these intentions and then figure out what it is that you, something that your heart truly desires, you know, something for your soul that you truly desire because it's very easy to to just write out something that you think everyone else wants you to do, you know, or if you're already at a job that you've been at for the last few years, you're like, okay, I can just succeed in this, you know, or like I can just focus on this job and what I want to happen in next year. But if you know that job is not really like thriving your soul and like nurturing your soul and making you want to show up every day, then maybe that's like your little sign that like, okay, maybe I should switch this. What's something else that I'm curious about? Like kind of follow your curiosity and then lean into that and then dream big about that. And then just say like, imagine if the best possible case scenario happened for this thing that I've never tried before, you know, what would that look like? And then write your tensions based off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And then like on top of that, then it's sort of like we have that like big vision and things and like what getting familiar with your higher self. And I think our meditation yeah. will be supportive of that, but like getting familiar with your higher self and who do you need to be now to call in that higher self? Right. Yeah. This is something I practice a lot, especially as I'm moving through something that's really challenging. And again, yeah. it might just give you a glimpse of it for 30 seconds, but that 30 seconds really helps like reset your mindset yeah. a little bit where it's like, okay, would my higher self respond like this? How would my higher self act? Right. My higher self would yeah. be empowered right now. My higher self would not be bothered yeah. by this because my higher self yeah. knows that it's worthy no matter what. And the right people in situations are going to come in. Right. But I think yeah. like getting familiar with that, like who that is, what qualities that your higher self contains. Yeah. Um, I literally just like pulled open a book. So I was reading the creative act and there's one part of it where he's talking about like creativity and things like that. But he was like, 
if you're ever like moving through something, just open a book to a random page and whatever the first sentence that your mind, your eyes go to is like the message that is calling for you. So I was like sitting on my couch before and I was just like all frustrated. And I had the course of miracles next to me and I opened the, just a random page in the course of miracles. And it yeah. said, love is That's not, the best book yeah. I know. Right. But it was like, it was the one sense love is not learned. We know how to love. Yeah. Simple. It's easy. Right. Yeah. It's honest. It's like, what are all those qualities that are associated with that? That's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Like what are the qualities of your higher self and who do you need to embody? How can you show up now and embrace those qualities so that you can bring yourself to match the vibration of your higher self? So mm-hmm. I think that's yeah yeah and it goes back to like what we did last week like the little visual visualization in the journaling you know like really picking out everything that you think like your best self your highest self what that person looks like you know mm-hmm. and then just really taking the steps to learn what that means to embody that you know like how how would it feel if i walked at this as this person as this imaginary person i just written down in front of me you know mm-hmm. if i were to wake up out of bed and feel like this how would that feel you know mm-hmm. and then from aligning yourself with your higher self then you notice all these manifestations all these intentions just are going to naturally start to unfold because you're living it at that moment at mm-hmm. that point you know you're not like waiting for it to happen or seeking it for it to happen you know you have the confidence that it's already happening right mm-hmm. now yeah. Well, it's like that fake it till you make it right. Not to invalidate anything, but also the more you embody that, the more you're actually going to be that. Because if you sit around thinking like, oh my God, I can't, your mind is going to find 10,000 reasons why you can't. Right. Yeah. But if you wake up and you're like, I can do this today, your mind's going to be like, oh yeah, I did it last time. I can, I can do this. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's almost lying to yourself, but it's for the best good. Right. Because you're going to yeah. be able to then match that energy. And like over time, your mind will be like, oh yeah, like we got this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly mm-hmm. like that a lot yeah um and so then kind of along with that so then the next journal will be like what what area of life can i simplify what am i overcomplicating? i love this because mm-hmm. the taurus in me and again that gate 23 of my conscious son is like simplify everything let's make it simple yeah so like where yeah. are you like yeah overcomplicating or having too much clutter and like i think sometimes even just like picking a drawer in your house and cleaning that out yeah. is like freeing you of like a lot of just like stuck trapped stuff so yeah. if you pick like an area of your life, like where can I simplify this area? Um, I think that can be supportive and like moving you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. Cause we're always like, again, like kind of going back to that morning routine, but it's like, if we're setting ourselves, if we're not setting ourselves up to do something different, to be someone different, our subconscious takes over. And throughout the entire day, we're just repeating cycles over and over and over. Right. And we get frustrated yeah. why nothing's changing. Right. So it's like yeah. taking that, like, even if it's five minutes, like I said, I journal every single morning and I know like I could be doing more, but like even at journaling practice, I'm writing affirmations. I'm writing things that I'm grateful for. And I do all that before I even touch my phone in the morning. So I'm not responding to life yet. Right. I'm just like getting up. I'm I'm journaling my dreams, doing my affirmations. Like I am am magnetic. I'm amazing. I'm enough. I'm worthy. Like all these things journaling in gratitude. So yeah, just sort of like finding a way that you can Bring like that. Well, so repeat that question again. What area of life can I simplify? It was a simple question that I had then complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a big explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would make sure mm-hmm. I, I wrote that down correctly. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah. next one, what area of life can I be more gentle with myself? Mm-hmm. I, like that. I think as we're setting intentions and as we're having to move through the shadows and facing the shadows and facing the things of ourselves that we don't want. It's like mm-hmm. also having compassion for yourself for where you're at. And there's nothing wrong with where you're at, because again, like your, your ego, your subconscious, 
everything in you is trying to keep you safe, right? And that's yeah, why we yeah. continually repeat these patterns. So even though they don't feel comfortable, and even though they're not actually supportive of like the big picture goal, our mind and our body doesn't understand that. Our mind and our body just knows what's kept us safe throughout our life. So yeah. even though it's uncomfortable, like the pure intention of the ego is to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. So having compassion with that and being gentle with that. Like I, I like to think of my ego as like my inner child. So like when it gets like that, I'm just like, it's literally just, it's pulling a fit. Right. And it yeah. wants to be, it wants to be like, my shadow wants to be like held. And so a lot of times yeah. I'll like, I'll just like close my eyes and just visualize myself, like asking my shadow, like, what do you need right now? Yeah. Like, how can I support you? Like you want to be yeah. seen so badly that you're constantly showing up. And instead of just like avoiding or ignoring, it's like, how can I be with mm-hmm. myself right now? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow, I like that a lot, actually. And then the last one um, is what are three of my strengths and how can I utilize them in the new year? So whatever your goal is, whatever your higher self is, whatever you're embodying now of like any things, things that we've journaled, like how can you lean into them? Right. Like for me, I always think like, I feel like I have a lot of compassion for people. I can, I can always put myself in your shoes, which is a blessing and a curse. Cause I think like sometimes without boundaries, it can get me in a lot of trouble and I've always been told like my, my whole life, my parents, your, your problem is you're too nice. It's always been a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then I tried so hard not to be nice or like whatever, but it's like, that's just who I am. And so how can I just like share that with more people while yeah. maintaining my boundaries so that I'm not getting yeah. hurt in the process. Yeah. Exactly. So finding three strengths and how can you put them to use in the next yeah. year? Yeah. And if you have a hard time with like calling it strengths, then you don't know if they're like strength is whatever strength of yours um you can say like you know what are three gifts that that i mm-hmm. uh, offer to the world that i want yeah. to really hone in on yeah you know, just kind of reframing it to to match what you want it to be yeah essentially because it, mm-hmm. it is about you it is about the way that you feel it's about channeling your energy and allowing it to produce the best results possible for yourself yeah. and for your life yeah well, the thing with being human is we're always focused on what we're not, right? So I think sometimes yeah. we are asked those questions. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not gifted. I'm not creative. I'm not talented. Exactly. But we're never focused on the things that we're good at because it comes naturally. It's not a shadow to us, right? Yeah. And yeah. so there are so many things that we're so gifted at. It's like, what do people come to you for, right? If you can't exactly. think of something, what are people coming to you for? What advice are they asking you for? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and using that and, um, yeah. Cause like anytime I think about like my business, it's like, what do people come to me for? Right. Honestly, a lot of times it's relationship advice or it's health advice. Yeah. Right. And it's like, sometimes, especially relationship advice. Like, I don't think I'm great at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I struggle with it. Right. But I think the fact that I struggle with it gives me some sort of lens of compassion or understanding, right, right. even if it's hard to apply it to myself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I get that. I'm yeah. doing it the same way. Um, yeah, I think that question of where can I simplify things hit me so hard because yeah, <laughs> because I'm so do so much at one time mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. it's like I overcomplicate things so much. Even with my morning routine, I was like, hey, this is my... at one point I had my morning. I wonder if I still have it written down anywhere. I had my morning routine written down, and it was like three or four different things, <laughs> and I'm just like. Yeah, when am I actually going to have the time to do all four of these things? Yeah, <laughs> and all take me at least thirty minutes before I walk out of the house. Like, <laughs> hey, come on, <laughs> come on, be real with yourself. You know, and so yeah. like then I I just started completely not even doing a morning routine where I just wake mm-hmm. up and go. You know, and then I just started realizing the effect that that has. And I was like, okay, well, 
this is just way too calm. I'm trying to do way too much right off the bat in the morning. And then from there, if I'm not doing it, then it's like, like you said, I'm living in that subconscious state all day long and just judging myself for not doing that mm-hmm. little thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever I didn't even set myself up for success in the first place, yeah. but I had yeah. a list of things to do in the morning before I could even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, well, I think just like committing to one practice yeah. for like 30 days. Right. And then trying a new yeah. one and just seeing which one hits most and incorporating yeah. that. Yep. So, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I had like, all right, I'm going to meditate, then I'm going to journal, then I'm going to read, then I'm going to do some yoga, then I'll do like an ab workout. And yeah. then, <laughs> then I'll start. Yeah, I know. Like, I get it myself too, where I'm like, I do the journaling and I do the working out, right? Which yeah. in itself should be enough, right? Like maybe yeah, adding exactly. an actual journaling prop about like, who do I need to be today? And it, on yeah. top of like what I'm doing or like, or just sometimes when I journal my affirmations, I try and just take like a 30 second pause and actually feel them and not just write yeah. them on autopilot. Right. Yeah. So I think like even just like little things like that, like leaning into what works, but yeah, the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should be meditating. I should be doing yoga. I should be like walking outside. I should be doing affirmations. I should be getting up early. It's like, God. yeah. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. yeah. 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 You can do that throughout your day too. You don't have exactly, to do exactly. And I had to, yeah. I had to be gentle with myself in that way of like mm-hmm. teaching myself how to not feel like I need to do so much right away yeah well and also I know for myself I'm better with a nighttime routine so at night is when I do my affirmations I do my meditation I do my journaling on top of the morning but like at night is where I have a more structured like routine because I know I have the time for myself to actually do it right I'm just not a morning person. I've tried so hard. Everyone's like, oh, successful people are morning people. I'm sorry. I guess I'm never going to be successful because it's just like so hard for me. I'm in the same way. Yeah. I'm in the same way. As, as you know, like I cannot get up for shit in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Even I'm though like, you're up pretty early on Sundays. Yeah. Well, that's just because I have clients and other things going on, <laughs> you know, that I, that I have to show up for. Like yeah. if I don't have a client at 6 a.m., then I'm probably going to be in bed until like 9, 30, 10. Yeah. Um, and even then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I should be getting out of bed at like seven. And then like days whenever I have nothing going on, I was like, all right, I'm gonna wake up early, mm-hmm. get my day started, and I'm getting be so productive. And then I all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock and I'm like, what happened to my alarms? Slept so low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit. I don't even yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's just even it's during just the week, tough. I snooze mine for like my alarm goes up at 5 30. And it's like, yeah. it's, this, it's this weird thing in your brain too, where it's like, I know the latest I can wake up is that 6.07 alarm. So I'll snooze it and get interrupted sleep for 30. And I'm like frustrated as opposed yeah. to setting the alarm for 6.07 and getting out of bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's like this weird thing our mind does with us. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I know that feeling. Oh, too well. <laughs> <laughs> like getting frustrated that the alarm keeps going off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, I know, God. but I know, but it's like I don't actually have to get out of bed till six, so I should just set the alarm for six. Yeah, yeah right. But yeah, it's like then you don't yeah. want to oversleep or whatever. You know what? I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. I'm going to set my alarm for six and see what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. Yeah. And there's and if I sleep until six thirty, well, I'm going back to five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey, you don't know until you know. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, kids. <laughs> school because mom was trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a point in time I was telling my brother to wake me up. He he goes to the gym at like four, four and a half. Oh my gosh. He wakes up at like 3.30. So I tell him, I'm like, hey, before you leave, like wake me up. And he's like leaving at like 4.30, maybe latest. And no one, I don't even have to be up really until five or six. But I'm like, yeah, wake me up, you know? And then he would come over here and wake me up. And he has all his energy. Like, oh, wake up. Da, da. And I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. Get out. What are you doing? 
Only because oh, yeah. I've met him, like I can feel that energy. I would oh, do the same thing. I'd be like, go somewhere else. This is too much. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, he would come in singing, singing yeah. at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throw everything near me. Yeah. <laughs> high school, my mom was like that. She was just like ready to go. And she'd come in singing, like, the school bus is leaving. And I'm like, okay, go. <laughs> Leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah go go with it <laughs> get on it See you later. <laughs> oh god yeah uh, exactly exactly that's so yeah. funny All right, we're, 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 there's so much uh, like it to me what? <laughs> i said there's so much like it's hilarious i know right uh, <laughs> it's all right one day i'll figure that out but like i know like if i got up at five i would have an hour and it like yeah. to literally do all the things that like I want to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, but then too, it's like, I know I not to overthink it, but I'm like, there's a reason why maybe I'm self-sabotaging and not getting up that early. I don't know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it is what it is for right now. Have compassion with myself. I don't like to get up early, you know, exactly. so, yeah. and I still get up early. So you get up at 6am, which is still pretty early. I would say it is still really early. Yeah. So yeah. Even if you don't get up at five, like yeah. anything before eight o'clock to me, it's, it's extremely early. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to pass it over to you now for the meditation. Is there any music you would like to play? Yeah. So this is like what we had the the new moon um, this past, was it Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday was the new moon? Yeah. yeah. And so this is kind of like, a new moon meditation that has to deal with this reprogramming and seeing your higher self and then also just setting these intentions for the new year so it's kind of like a little trio effect going into one big meditation um so let's go ahead and get comfortable you can come to a comfortable seat you can be laying down whatever feels best for you in this moment and we're just going to begin by taking a few deep breaths okay So one big full inhale coming from the belly into the chest and then exhale. Again, one big inhale. And exhale. Another big inhale. And exhale. Now I want us to take a big inhale and we're going to hold it at the top and then we're going to exhale and just elongate your exhale, let go, release, notice what it feels like to fully let go, release what no longer serves you. Another deep inhale into the belly into the chest holding it at the top allowing all this light this energy to build up into your chest and your heart space as you exhale releasing your everything of today releasing the outside world continuing to release fully so you can't anymore and taking that breath back into your belly, back into your chest, 
और इंगे रहते थे आप Take a deep breath into the belly, into the chest, holding it at the top, and exhale. Release. And now turn to a normal breathing, while still keeping it in mind to elongate your exhales. Just bring to mind the patterns, habits, and feelings that you've been experiencing lately. And throughout this entire meditation, I want you to imagine exhaling all of these. The patterns, the habits, the things that you might want to change, let go of. Exhaling the things you no longer wish to carry with you. And inhaling the new wave of your most magnetic, authentic self. Now, and exhale. Just notice the state of your body. Notice your shoulders relaxing, the tension leaving your face with each breath. You come to bring, as you become to breathe with ease, bringing awareness to your thoughts and emotions, just watching them on display, not attaching to any. Not trying to control any or oppose anything. Just noticing the ebb and flow of your breath, along with your thoughts that continue to come and go. Throughout this meditation, this will be a time to walk yourself through seeing every inch of yourself, creating the new reality you wish to create, and sharing with the universe your vision. Allow yourself to walk. With no limitations, because nothing is impossible. Walk as big and as far as you want to go. And as you walk, remind yourself that everything that you're envisioning is happening right now. For this is the present moment. It's not in the past, and it's not in the future. It's here in presence. Your subconscious will only believe what you see as real, and the universe will begin painting this into your reality, bringing more beauty that aligns with this vibration coming to you in divine timing. So open your senses, open your heart, relax your body, set your intentions. And be present with this vision. Draw your breath and your senses to the consciousness inside, and just listen. Listen to the noise around you. 
sound of my voice, the background noise. Just learning to be open to receiving everything that comes into your awareness. Bringing in a gentle acceptance of all that you feel, all that you see, all that you hear, all that you smell. Wherever you're at, just be here with this space inside yourself. Ask yourself, ask your soul, how are you feeling in this present moment? And notice this feeling without judgment of right or wrong. Let's take a deep inhale. Holding it at the top. And exhale. Release. Another deep inhale. belly expand, seeing your breath from your belly going into your chest, holding it at the top with a slight pause right before you exhale and release. Now continue this at your own pace. And now in your mind's eye, I want you to see yourself in the force, vivid, different color, trees, leaves, feeling the slight breeze on your skin. Paint this setting of yourself in this force. As you see, you see a mirror appear in front of you a full body mirror. In your mind's eye, I want you to step in front of this mirror, walk up to it and see yourself. Look at all of your features, recognize yourself as you are in this moment, your hair, your skin, your chest, your legs, your toes, your fingers wiggling. Begin to look at this with the eyes of beauty, accepting everything that you see and bringing a sense of love to this sight. Feeling the beauty of your being and seeing you at your essence. Look at this beauty in the eyes. For only you know what this person has experienced deeply, what this person has overcome, and what this person is becoming.
as you're looking at yourself in your eyes, see yourself as the most magnetic, magical self. Just observe your features as you morph into an even more magnetic, authentic version of yourself. What does this person look like? Looking back at you, the features, touching your cheeks in your mind's eye, feel these cheeks, see your nose, make some faces at yourself, noticing your neck, your shoulders, your chest, standing strong, bold, and out. And as you see this version of yourself, feel it align with this vision. Embody this feeling. Being your most magnetic self. See your arms, your hands, your waist, your stomach, and your hips, all the way down to your thighs, your calves, and your feet. What are you wearing? What shoes do you have on, if any? Or are you barefoot, standing in the grass? See this reflection gaze back and smile at you, inviting the feeling of love and acceptance as you smile back. And when you're ready, see this mirror fade before your eyes as a new path appears right in front of you. As tall green trees unfold, surrounded by greenery, except for this one dark brown road, inviting you in on this path of leaves. And you begin to walk through this path. What does this look like in your mind's eye? The colors, the smell of nature, the breeze, A sense of joy if you're knowing that you're walking towards something better. As you continue walking through this, keep walking until you come to the end where a T at the road lies, where two paths are pointing in two different directions and two signs appear. To the left, the sign says dream and career path. To the right, it says spiritual path. You'll get the chance to walk through both. But for this first path, you're being guided to walk down the career path. A beautiful path. Remember that right now the universe is listening and is here with you, guiding you through this. And everything that you envision is happening in the present moment. As you walk down this path, in your mind, tell the universe 
Show the universe what you desire in your career. Show the universe your dream. And see it playing out before your eyes as you walk with each step. And seeing these, seeing these visions appear before you. What does the path look like? Colorful with flowers, flourishing. With each step you take, it becomes more vibrant. The feeling becomes more real. Take some time and paint this in your mind. And if you get distracted or lose focus, that's okay. That could just mean that it's a sign that you may need more clarity. And this is a time to get that for yourself. If you're just open to listening and receiving. You're being guided always. If it's hard for you to envision it, just feel. Feel what it would be like to be on your dream career path. What feelings start to make themselves known in your body? Some excitement? Some tingling sensations? chills stay here in this presence painting in your mind's eye seeing what appears feeling what appears and just noticing what the universe lays out before you knowing that this is all happening right now have a smell, a taste, the feelings, the touch. Take a moment and I'll be back to guide you. Enjoy the view. Enjoy the blessings. Enjoy the miracles and magic that continues to unfold. And now let's take a deep inhale, embodying these feelings, embodying this vision as we hold it at the top and let it feel our entire being. And as you exhale, let this vision resonate and rest in your heart space as you blow it out into the ether. Now it's time to walk back to the point of the two roads. 
and walk down the other road, the spiritual path. Begin this road by walking down, taking a few steps and seeing the people that you are so grateful for. Seeing them smiling and waving back at you, singing their love as you walk by. Perhaps you see old relationships or friendships that were rough, but all you can feel right now is light and love. Light and love for this other person, knowing that you are just two souls living a human experience. Perhaps you see some new relationships appear or a new special person or your special person. Walk by and send this person an abundance of love. Imagine hugging this, hugging this person and sharing this gift of divine love, kindness, compassion. Wherever your mind takes you as you walk down this path, really see and experience these people and the feelings that come with them. Without attaching to any story, you look into their eyes with love, letting go of any stories, any harm, just seeing them for the human that they are. Every person here at one point was here to show you something, to guide you to something, to teach you something. We're all students of each other, yet we're all teachers to each other as well. Now, as you continue walking, see a bright white light appear right in front of you welcoming you in with such gentle and peaceful energy so strong you can't help but base your eyes on it and be captivated by this light and this presence walk through this light and see yourself just sitting and meditating in nature. Perhaps the road brought you to a magnificent waterfall or to a cliff overlooking the landscape as the sun sets. As you see it here in your mind's eye, you're surrounded by breathtaking beauty. Feel the feeling of awe, of wonder, of knowing that this path is something bigger than you. And it makes you feel so good 
that you are sitting here smiling in joy as the breeze hugs you and crystals appear surrounding you, shining and glistening in the sunset, sending you an energetic charge. You are experiencing so much pure joy as you stare out into the beauty of Mama Earth. Wherever you are, may you find your peace. We are in presence. You are basking in divine love. And as you sit here, feel this magnetic energy. Feel all of your desires coming into fruition. Feel what it means to be prosperous in every state, in every aspect of life. For this light that you walk through is you. is a part of your being and your light brings so much joy to everyone around you you are worthy you deserve this all take some time to experience this this view this landscape these desires these feelings Embody them and feel this magical vibration, this experience in your mind's eye and in your body. Spend these last few moments in fully in gratitude for all that you are experiencing, for all that has happened, for all that is unfolding, all that you see. Gratitude for all of those that you love and for all of the love in yourself, the acceptance, the abundance, the authenticity that you are. You are magic, pure magic. And miracles unfold every single day for you within every breath. All of your desires, they're all on their way. They're all here. to connect back, back with your breath each inhale and exhale let it bring you back into this beautiful space 
Allow the breath to become deeper, embodying these feelings, carrying them with you. With each exhale, you become more aware of your body, the room that you're in. Remember that we are all human and the journey is more magical than the actual destination. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, stretch out and allow whatever sensations to resonate. Know that all is coming to you as you continue to do your best to shift from low energy states to higher vibrations with gratitude and with love. It happens when we allow it to come to mind and as it comes to mind, express gratitude every single moment for all things. Continue to embody this love that you felt on these paths. Embody the magic that you were walking in. Embody the miracles that were unfolding right before your eyes. Because you are no different than the, than the version of yourself that you saw in that mirror. That is you. These desires are happening now. You are being guided always. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.